Good evening, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. It's Monday with Pastor Toby Chuck Knoxon on the water. Boy, it is great. I'm glad you're starting off your Monday with us. <laughs> hey, you know about the Fight Lab Feast magazine? Our Fight Lab Feast magazine. You have a copy around here somewhere? Uh, somewhere. Yes, right there. Right there. Yeah. It packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini. No <laughs> ice. We don't water down our scotch. Oh, Why would we water down our theology? Facts. Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. But haven't we all been? Yeah, to some extent. Mm -hmm. Every quarter, we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. <sighs> Our magazine will include cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages, <laughs> and more. Sign up today at flfnetwork.com. Go to the product shop page and click on the magazine. You know, the magazine's really, um, it's not like... It's not like a newspaper. It's not like it's. It, this is like a little book. It's a little booklet. It is. And, it's a mini. Yeah, you booklet, get it, and it's yeah. kind of. It's all shiny. And, yeah. And you're like, oh, and you sit down. It's like Christmas. It's delicious. It is. Yeah. So you should definitely subscribe to the Fight okay. Laugh Feast magazine. How do we think about the January six riots? Black wait, wait, wait. riots. Well, the terminology is being please, used right. Dust up. Can you bleep dust that up? Out? Bleep that out. This I is get, a family show. I get my my hundred thousand dollar fine if I call it a dust up. Yeah. Not, according not to here, NFL. No, according to NFL. Well, this ain't the don't, NFL. Don't lie on this uh, show. You know all the violence that happened under Black Lives Matter. Right. Um. You know, mil, uh, uh, estimates of about two billion dollars of damage in the Black Lives riots um, uh, yeah. campaigns. About thirty five people died. Right. Uh, in the January 6th, no one, the only person that died was one of the rioters on January 6th. And uh, then there was a lot of lies being told about uh, cops dying because of the riots and so forth, which did not happen as a direct result of the riot just just call the or riots. the dust up just on January 6th. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to like talk about violence as a political point. as like a way of scoring points. Okay. Which it seems like both sides try to do. So, sure. So last week, uh, AOC and Jim Jordan got into kind of some back and forth with each other. Can we can we go to that slide? Yeah. And Jim Jordan tweets out and he says, "When is primetime hearing on on record crime in in Democrat run cities?" So so, so when's, oh, you know he's contrasting the the, the January six hearings, uh, hearings, right? Yeah. And then AOC responds with, "Well, according to CBS, out of the top ten deadliest cities in America, seven of them are Republican run states." So. She pulls out, doesn't doesn't even equivocate. I don't even know what she's doing here. She's saying, I'm not going to talk about cities, which is what Jim Jordan was doing. I'm going to talk about states. And she's going to say, hey, the, the most violent cities are run Republican-run states. Seven of the top ten are Republican-run states. Right. Um, and so go ahead, go ahead and bring in the next slide here. And so that, this kind of got me going down the line of, okay, where are the – this is violent crime per 100,000 inhabitants. Um, and so this – Depending on how this data is talked about, Chicago's yeah. not in here because it's talking about per one hundred thousand inhabitants. Um, uh, you can, oh, if you look at it by by most murders, Chicago would be in here. So, okay, depending on how you define it, it, it it's going to adjust things a little bit. But here's the top ten states by kind of most violent criminal activity okay. or crimes that happen. And then that you actually there's another follow up. This is on police1.com. Um, there's another follow-up to this where they did they ranked violent cities by property crimes, and it actually the list was pretty comparable. There's I think a couple adjustments in the cities, mm. so violent crimes versus property crimes. 
Um, I thought that was kind of an interesting distinction, but still similar. Missouri's on there twice. You got St. Louis, Missouri, and Kansas City, Missouri in here. Mm. That's insane. Mm. I lived in both of those mm-hmm. places. <laughs> and and so these are all Democrat-run cities, okay? And and then uh, the, the other thing I wanted to bring into this was uh, all the increase in violent criminal activity from 2020, from 2019 to 2020. Okay. Uh, I mean, look at this. Yeah. Increase in violence. That's they're saying seventy four percent increase in violence in Seattle. Well, this is increase in homicides in yeah. particular. Yeah, homicides. Yep, homicides. Yeah. And so increase seventy four percent in Seattle, sixty one percent in New Orleans. Uh, Chicago makes this list in terms of increase in right. homicides. Are they adding? So this is not because of the George Floyd stuff. This is this is just saying pure. This is um, this is from Forbes at using the the national. Hey, were statistics. we all supposed to be inside the house during this time? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how this is possible. If you're supposed to be locked away, what are you doing? And so I don't. I, I mean, you didn't even spend half the year outside. You only got two months, January and February. <laughs> After that, you're locked yeah. away for half of March. What, yeah, I know. what is going on? No, you don't remember. Remember what happened? Uh-huh. We had riots. Oh, so you can come outside for them? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember? That. That, remember, I, I, remember? Knew, I didn't get the pass. I, didn't, I wasn't allowed. Actually, I didn't pay attention to half the stuff they said. I mean, there were people who weren't going to church. But we're going to BLM protests, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you wasn't know, that? Well, hold on. I want to make sure we wasn't that uh, Mark, Mark Dever's Dever homeboy. And what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Lehman. 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 Yeah, he that, was doing that, yeah, right? Yeah. No, no church, but if there's a BLM protest he because the there. government told him they couldn't go to church, but the government told him yeah. he could go to the because because yeah. government is central. I mean, worship is central. I mean. Uh, I'm well, all confused. Both of them well, are mar- nine marks. They're missing that nine, that tenth mark. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but but here's 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 my point. Here's yeah. you know, kind of putting all this together. I I I do think we have a violent problem in America, yeah. and I do think there's some hotbed cities like we're showing here where there's homicides or violent criminal activity or violent property activity. Uh, but I also want to reject kind of AOC's notion where she wants to throw it back to the governor and say. It's the governor's fault that there's criminal activity in Chicago, or it's the governor's fault that there's. You Could might be, be. Able to, you might be able to draw some correlation. I'm not saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame Hokel. I'm gonna blame Hokel for stuff that goes on in New York. I, I think you can. <laughs> she but just that's, outlawed guns and body, and body armor, armor, so people can't protect. That's, that's right. I'm, I'm that's about right. to say. I, so I agree with you on that. But what I want to do is I want to take responsibility. I want to like push responsibility as local as possible. Facts. I want to say my neighborhood, yeah. my community, my church, my city. We got a problem. Lo, lo, yeah. The more local you are, the greater the responsibility. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't then that doesn't alleviate any responsibility for state um, right. politics. That's, that's right. But we should, as Christians, we should think that the lo, more local, more responsible. And if we begin to think this way, if Governor Hulk Hulk Hokel Hokel, I can't even say her name because mm-hmm. yeah. that's anyway, okay. She might not be there for long. If she made guns illegal. It makes it that much easier for my city to take responsibility and say, no, this is we aren't making guns illegal in our city. That's not the problem. Yeah, you better hope you have a good sheriff right? for that, though. you right. g- you got to have a good sheriff for that. But as you as you take more responsibility for even the violent criminal activity in your own city, it's even that much more easy to take responsibility when a governor is overstepping their bounds at the, at the state level, right? Yeah. Right. The, yeah. the, uh, you know, it's funny. Everybody is seeing that we have a problem with the violence right now. Um, DHS issued a national terrorism advisory uh, bulletin update and this is what um who is it that's over there it is uh alejandro mayorkas 
He he's from oh, uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, yeah, California. that's yep. great. Uh, he says, as recent acts of violence in communities across the country have so tragically demonstrated, the nation remains in the heightened threat environment, and we expect the environment will become more and more dynamic in the coming months. Is she talking about the threat to uh, Kavanaugh? Well, he says DH expects DHS expects the threat environment to become more and more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. He goes on to list these targets. It could include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, schools, racial, ethnic, and religious minorities, government facilities, and personal U.S. critical infrastructures, media, and perceived ideological opponents, which is kind of like, just say everywhere. <laughs> like, why don't you just say, hey, we're expecting violence everywhere. He said yep. threat actors have recently mobilized to violence due to factors such as personal grievances. Yeah. So thanks, appreciate but, that. But I'm a little skeptical even about that point. Is he kind of like you remember? Skeptical, skeptical. I said that? I don't know if yeah. I said it that yeah, way. Right. I think you're making it up. But all right. Um, remember when Joe Biden was saying, "Hey, Putin's going to invade Ukraine." Yeah. And then everyone's like, "No, he's not going to invade Ukraine." Even Peter Hitchens yeah. didn't think Putin was going to invade. Yeah. And then and then Putin invaded Ukraine. It was kind of like Joe Biden was kind of like, "Hey, Putin's not going to. Putin's going to invade Ukraine." Hey, hey, Putin. Well, here, here's here's why. This is it kind of one of those things no, where he's like giving I, I don't permission? Think so. And here's why. Okay. Because we are seeing it as right now as it relates to the Supreme Court justices. Right. Right. Yeah. Right now, the Supreme Court justices are having a hard time. Not all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's, True. I think there's, there's a few. There's a few that are not. I don't think they have protests in front of Sotomayor's well, house. There's protesters that are picking outside the house of several other justices. Right. Despite federal and local news agents. This is from, by the way, I want to say this is from the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. So this is really interesting. Yeah. And they're talking about the fact that there's people out there in front of these justices' houses. And, and left-wing groups are even publishing their home addresses of justices, especially yep. um, mm -hmm. Amy Coney Barrett, and they're putting yep. her child's school out there. And here's the thing they're saying, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, guess what? She goes to church every day. So you have where she goes to church every day, and you also have— 9 a.m. mass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Yeah, thank you. And yeah. she her kid's school. But this is what was interesting that I thought about this article. They say Justice Samuel Lito's uh, draft opinion leaked on the press and suggested 5-4 to four majority to overturn Roe v. Wade. One vote could be a decisive decision. You and mean he, one assassination could be a decisive this decision? This is what he makes the point. He says if, 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 if it, assassination yeah. happens, yeah. Congress has 535 members. Yep. They can keep going. Mm -hmm. The presidency. That makes the point. If something happens to the president, we have a lineup. So they can keep going, keep yep, operating. Right. But also that he has a lot of security and that these Supreme Justices don't have a lot of security. Mm -hmm. And if a single assassination would have happened to the court, democracy would be up, unended, upended. And because Joe Biden would appoint a Democratic justice as a replacement for the conservative. a conservative. And you know. But doesn't that appointment still have to pass Senate. Sure, but but do you think it would? I do. I think it absolutely would. Yeah, especially with the with the timeline. I mean, the only yeah. thing, the only thing they've been able to do to this point has been. I mean, I think I think they might have enough uh, backbone to prevent a rabid leftist uh -huh. appointee. Yeah, but it. I mean, we're but so he, we're so polarized we're so right now. Yeah. That, That's right. That, that all all you need to get is somebody who's just. Mildly, you know, a, a liberal Republican, for that matter, at this mm -hmm. point, mm -hmm. and and the and that um, that conservative um, strength mm -hmm. is thrown off and, mm -hmm. and done though. But I think the point that they're making, the point that you're making, is done 
essentially through the assassination. Yeah, absolutely. Of, of a of a yeah. crazy person, and we're we're not getting the type of security that we right. need for and, our Supreme Court justice. And you're we, not even getting you're not even getting vocal support for them. No, actually, he says that he's like in a normal situation, or the, should I say, the board says that from the Wall Street Journal said in a, in a less polarized era, Biden would have called the leaders of both parties and the chambers in Congress to the White House for a joint appearance to denounce the attempted right. assassination of Justice Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and any act of violence that's out there. Now right. I want to get to this point real quick and maybe we'll talk about this um with our next guest douglas farrow if i said that right why are we having such an outrage right. of people acting this way and i i don't think that it's an accident i think we were going this trajectory but what we've done is created a a pressure cooker yep. of sin yep. and COVID added a whole bunch of ingredients That's with right. that pressure cooker That's right. and one of those ingredients was pornography mm-hmm. pornography mm-hmm. went through the yeah. roof yeah and it's and what happens after you get done with pornography is uh, eroticism. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, a violent eroticism after pornography. Right. That has to go somewhere. Well, I think it's just yeah, it's violence in general. I mean, and, it, sure. and and the thing and the driver is guilt and shame. Yes, guilt but, and shame is you have this. It's it's a pressure cooker. Yep. And it's and this is like this electrical charge. It's all in Gerard. And I have to get that book because I don't have that book. Have you ever read Rene Girard? I, I have his books. The book? Yeah. He's got like 15. You, you know what I have? I have read Nation of uh, Bastards by Douglas hey, Farrell. It's a family show. <laughs> Come on. And everybody needs to be here to yeah, hear what he has to say about this next uh, topic on cross politics. I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that because I think that yeah. there's something else going on here that, that we're missing. More cross politics with our guest. Douglas Farrow. Farrow? Farrow? Farrow, next on Cross Politics. Armored Republic exists to honor Christ the King by providing tools of liberty to free men. New York State just banned body armor. Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it is tyranny. This is Armored Republic. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. I just drank the heart. <laughs> our, Haley, our intern, made me a latte with a heart in it. Yep. And I just drank it. Yep. She don't do it for Knox. But. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Yeah, this segment is brought to you by Bobo Construction. Sending your hard-earned money to companies that hate you is dumb facts <laughs> don't do that <laughs> it's time to build a christian economy bobo construction Truth. inc is literally doing just that for all of your construction needs partner with bobo construction inc today for any project in california nevada washington or idaho 
contact Austin Bobo at A Bobo, that's A B O B O, at BoboConstructionInc.com or visit the website at BoboConstructionInc.com. Whatever is fair and right, that's what we do, Bobo Construction Incorporated. I'm really grateful. I didn't, I, I didn't know. Today, I've been waiting for Douglas Farrow is coming on the show today. I should have read my, my notes. Right. Douglas Farrow is professor of theology and ethics at McGill University in Montreal, where he works in theology, ethics, church and state, and socio-political issues. Douglas has contributed to an international project on Christianity and constitutionalism and regularly engages in New York with the work of the Institute on Religion and Public Life hmm. and of evangelicals and Catholics together. In Canada, he received a Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee Medal. Wow. Which yeah. sounds amazing. For mm. his contributions to public discourse on social issues, he is also the author of a number of books, including Nation of Bastards, Essays on the End of Marriage. Uh, Professor Farrow, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. It's my pleasure. And I, I should make uh, the, the remark that um, a lot of people got Queen Elizabeth the second diamond jubilee medals so 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 don't think that i'm the only one uh, in canada or even at mcgill who received one i, 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 I didn't get but, one but not justin trudeau <laughs> i kind of yes he who shall not be named <laughs> i, I kind of feel like if you get a medal like that you should just be wearing it all the time <laughs> I, i'm wondering why you're not like wearing a super bowl ring <laughs> <laughs> where is it right now that's funny uh, it, it, it's over there okay okay we'll believe you so um bastards that's such a strong word i mean isn't that a bit harsh and not very winsome <laughs> well uh, i borrowed the title of the book from jean-jacques Rousseau, who uh in the social contract book four and in, in a in a in a rare footnote uh, remarked that he supposed that if a nation were to be composed only of bastards, it probably wouldn't survive very long. Mm. In other words, we do need a social order that is um, that is informed and maintained by marriage. Yeah. His question was, who should control that institution, the church or the state? Mm. Okay, I would say God. <laughs> I wouldn't even say. The church just has to acknowledge that, yeah. right? You know, the state has to just acknowledge what God said there. But. Hey, Professor, would you tell us how we became bastards? Uh, sorry, you best ask that again. Yeah, I'm trying to understand how is it that we became bastards? You said a nation of bastards. Ah, how do right. we become bastards? Right. So let me be clear about that. Um, the, the reference in, in the title as I am using it is not to children born out of wedlock, which is which is a, apart from its sort of generic pejorative use, sure. which comes from that, um, is is its normal meaning. Um, it is rather a reference to the fact that if the state takes control of marriage and it ceases to be a, a natural institution, something that belongs to the created order, and becomes something that the state invents, reinvents, defines, redefines, and and um, and uh, offers to the citizenry on its own terms. Then, in effect, 
every citizen becomes a subject of the state uh, in the sense of becomes a dependent of the state. So if you if you're using the expression in its ordinary sense, someone born out of wedlock, you might think of an orphan who goes to a state institution to be looked after because no one else will do it. Right. What I'm saying with the book is that is that once the state takes charge of marriage and defines and redefines it at will, we all become bastards in that sense. Yep. That is, we become dependents of the state with no prior rights, mm-hmm. only the rights the state chooses to uh, to give us. So, Dr. Furrow, uh, you, you, um, can you explain, like, have we gotten there? I mean, has, has the state actually taken charge of marriage or... Or is that, are you saying we're in, it's in the process of happening? Um, are we there? We are there. Um, of course, there are many processes uh, bound up with this, and some of them are yet to unfold or still unfolding at present. But we are there. In Canada, we got there in 2005 when the country formally, uh, with the permission of its uh, highest court, redefined marriage. Uh, so that it was no longer the union of one man and one woman uh, for life, but was rather simply the union of two persons. Um, you got there in 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 America uh, uh, somewhat later uh, in in the in the decision that also redefined marriage um, about a decade on from that, and. Um, and so we are there. Uh, the state has assumed control of the substance of marriage by assuming control of the definition of marriage. And we are already witnessing um, uh, many consequences of that. Uh, for example, if the state defines marriage as it now does in terms of a union of two persons, uh, procreation disappears from the purview of marriage, yes? Right. Uh, because those two persons may be uh, not of opposite sex, but of the same sex and therefore unable to procreate. Um, so if mm. procreation disappears from the substance of marriage and marriage is no longer essentially a procreative institution designed for the uh, producing and rearing of children, it's no longer an educative institution either. If it's not procreative, it's not educative. Right. It's not discipleship, yeah. Hmm. And so what happens is the state begins, as it would do for orphans in state institutions, to assume responsibility for the nurturing and raising of oh, children and their education. Man. And if yeah. then it decides that, well, you know, it's not just the case that marriage is 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 an institution for one man and one woman, um, but it's also the case that there is no such thing as a man or a woman. Oh, <laughs> right. You see, then yeah. it can it can assume the power to educate all children, including yours and mine. Right. 
along those lines. So we are seeing the consequences unfold uh, on a steady basis. I mean, it, it took about um, about 10 years for America to follow Canada's example in changing the definition. But even within that period of time, uh, and I wrote this book in 2007, just after we changed it up here mm-hmm. uh, and well before it was changed there. But but we've seen in this very short period of time uh, quite significant cultural changes so that, for example, if your child is going to school and and um, for some reason decides that uh, that the, the child decides to change its its gender identity uh, the state doesn't even have to tell you in some jurisdictions right. that it is helping your child with that transition that's the kind of thing that flows from the state taking control of marriage yeah we, see, we, we that's actually the case in washington state right across the border from us we're in idaho um, but washington state actually has that um, already in place where they, they, the, the public schools, the government schools there do not have to inform parents of anything related to that. Wow. And, uh, and that's part of state law already. So we're, we're, we're right behind you guys. So um, obviously this whole COVID thing happened in 2020. And one thing that was surprising to me was how quick, I mean, we live in Idaho and our governor got totalitarian quick our local mayor went crazy, got totalitarian quick. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that our mayor shut the city down, shut businesses down, shut churches down, all in, like, uh, by May 20th, by March 20th, excuse me. Uh, it was just amazing how fast. I mean, we were just all starting to think about this COVID thing Everybody in March. capitulated quickly. And then how fast our governor and our mayor went in to shut everything down. What's the correlation between the totalitarianism? Totalitarianism? Yeah, and, and COVID and kind of this, you know, sexual Marxist revolution that we're seeing now. Well, that, that of course, is uh, a complex matter, and it's not easy to give a simple and certain uh, account of it. But um, going back to what I was saying about the redefinition of marriage, if, on, as was the case, marriage is understood to be uh, something that belongs to the order of creation, and is discerned by ordinary human beings through what we call natural law, that is, the ability to discern the difference between good and evil, what makes for flourishing, what inhibits flourishing, and so forth. And if um, this all exists in such a way as to uh, produce generations of children, extended families, and out out of those families, societies and out of societies governance state order um that's that's the the linear logic there now it 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 it, it tends to happen very quickly and we, we all recorded history knows it i mean it's not like you have one and then you have the other and then you have the third normally we experience those all together but the 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 order of priority is family, society, state. 
And the individual is not thought of merely as an individual over against the state, but rather as a member of a family, perhaps also of a tribe, Mm. of a people. And so decisions made about children or the health of children or about adults and the health of adults are taken in that um, in that sanctum of the family. And yes, they're, of course, influenced by the tribe and by the society at large and the law as a teacher and the government uh, uh, has a has a role to play in this. But once once the government says, no, this isn't a matter of nature. This is simply a matter of whatever we decide in positive law. Wow. Then that sense of duties and responsibilities on the one hand and pre-political natural rights on the other, that all begins to crumble and disappear. Mm. Okay, Everything is political. Everything is political. Hold that right there. So even your health decisions become political and the political leaders appoint someone, a public health officer, to take them for you. Wow. That's the simple way to make the connection, I would oh, say. We're, we're going to talk about this a lot more. And if oh, you're not a man. Fight Laugh Feast Club member, you're going to miss out. That was good. Yeah. Okay, don't forget where you were, Professor. We're going to go right into this. Become a Fight Laugh Feast Club member. Go to the backstage. That's where we're going to be at right now. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politic this is where dave and i plan this year's company holidays let's go through the list easter too religious saint patrick's day too white mother's day way too cisgendered all of your usual holidays have been canceled this year but we still have karl marx's birthday ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about state education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. (laughs) So where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.